Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Welcome to episode 123 of the Whiskey and Whitetails podcast, the podcast for folks that love sharing good whiskey in the great outdoors with even better people. We are your hosts. I'm Gus. I'm Matt. This week, we're going to be talking about Blue Run's new ridiculous distillery. <laughs> um, Matt's recent turkey hunt, our, our, our upcoming series on the history of archery, our upcoming contest with Dom Gatto, and uh, a couple other things, so stay tuned. All right, welcome, Matt. Good to see you. You too. You too. Yeah. You know how like when something happens in your life and you're like, I need to do this right now. Like usually it's food. Yeah. It's like right now I just went when I went to the bathroom here, uh, somebody in this building has Jersey mics and I could smell it. And I was like, man, I'm gonna have to eat. What do you What do you think you smelled? You think you smelled the salt, the vinegar from the I think sandwich? So. I think yeah. that's usually, it's like I can smell that combination of vin- vinegar yeah. and, and mustard. Oh, killer. I had a similar situation the other day with my daughter. Uh, shook my gut and laughed and I was like, Oh food, I should stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My body's like, don't, don't do that. dude. Chil- you don't need a Jersey Mike sub. Children. They're so, uh, you know, innocent in what they do and they, they don't realize just, just like, are you one of those dads devastating that, <laughs> that make up shit? Like what? Like you see, like kids say the damnedest things. Like my son came in and was like, "Dad, how come the president is right there and the government doesn't do this and the money that we have is fake?" No, and it's like I've never met anyone like that, I, Matt. Have you? Yeah, I know a few people like that. <laughs> my son, yeah, he posts on social media all the time. Yeah, you know it's getting really bad when uh, my four year old my four year old came in and with you know and, and talk talking about the, the the issues of misogyny and, coke, and I'm just like I. I yeah, I bet he did, but yeah, yeah, sure he did. Anyways, it's bad when my six-year-old comes in and says, "You know, I can't even buy a loaf of bread for three dollars anymore." It's like, Dad, this, this inflation's bullshit, Dad. No, that's uh, I can't afford to buy a house at seven percent interest rate. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't, I don't, no, I don't make up shit about my my kids. My kids say some wild enough stuff as it is. Have so. you heard? So this happened. This happened again the other day. Uh, have you heard? I just want to play it for those that listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. I'm sure you. Heard it recently this week, but like this happened to me yesterday. I had a, uh, there was another thing that happened. Uh, I was listening to him and Chris or, uh, Luke Combs. Yeah. And they, sh- they shotgunned a beer. Yeah. 
And I was like, I need to go home right now. A shotgun of beer. <laughs> it just, it sounded so, it just looked so, you know, I don't know. But uh, the Chris Stapleton. The national anthem? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, isn't it weird that you can listen to something like that and it like gives you, I don't know, you like you feel something. So I, uh, I believe that there is, is it not connecting? Plug. This happened once before, remember? Yeah. Your soundboard wouldn't work. Weird. It is weird. Well, whatever. Um, so I've... I, I was going to play it because it's like, it's so, for some reason, it's so... Uh, poignant? I don't know the word. I'm getting lost in my train of thought here. But it makes you feel stuff. You get like goosebumps. Yeah. It's so weird. So music, uh, there's a name for it, and I don't know what it is, but some people have... Some people's brains process music differently, yeah. uh, and it can be more emotional for people. I, this is really strange, I can listen to almost any type of music. It can be Chris Stapleton playing the National Anthem live with the guitar. It could be metal. Mm-hmm. It could be uh, other things. If if the music, if the lyrics, if the beat, if whatever it is, it strikes me a certain way. Like I, Like I said, I can be listening to metal. And it just be well arranged, mm-hmm. and like I, it will make me feel like I'm gonna cry. Like it, it, yeah. it does something weird. Whereas, like I can be, it's funny because it's like I'm listening to I don't know, pick up August Burns Red. It's just a beautiful melody. <laughs> There's something about it. Like <laughs> yeah. I just, it just hits a string, man. I don't know what's weird. It happened to me yesterday. I was because when they played it, I was like, damn. Because I heard I just, you know, well, obviously I watched the Super Bowl, but um, you know, you're not really paying attention. You're yeah. and having fun, but I felt I was like, I was like, go ahead, Matt. Let it cry out. Let Just it let it happen. And I'm sitting there, like, actually, like, feel, like I feel like I'm going, you know, and mm-hmm. I don't know that I don't know that my tear ducts work, but I'm like, just do it. Just fucking no tears. But I felt like I was crying on the inside. Yeah. So that's the, <laughs> it counts. But you get like goosebumps or yeah, yeah, whatever they're called. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, there's only like the national anthem does that pretty for me, pretty, pretty regularly. Yeah. Uh, the most other than this Chris Stapleton one, we went to a, a Stingrays game a few months back. And a little girl came out to sing. She was probably eight or nine. And uh, the microphone was messed up. And so she was out there for like two minutes just standing there with the spotlight, like looking at the people behind her, trying to figure out what to do. You could tell she was just like, mm-hmm. I, can, I, I imagine like me as an adult standing there, I'd be freaking out. My anxiety would be through the roof. So I can't imagine what an eight or nine-year-old little girl is going through. But then it came on, dude, and she started the National Anthem. And not only was everybody in the crowd pumped that they that finally fixed, fixed it, it yeah. but she nailed it yeah. for, for being like a, a kid. Uh, and that place went bananas. And I like, the lights came back on, like I'm fucking wiping a tear away. And I look <laughs> right. around and like, there's not a grown man or woman, like within eyesight that was not emotionally moved by that. It just does something, man. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but, uh, makes me feel like at least I'm not dead. I'm not, I'm, I'm there's some emotion in there somewhere. Right. <laughs> It's a good feeling. It's yeah, a good feeling. It is. Dude, I had a dream last night that Aaron, Smoke Wagon Aaron, uh-huh. I don't remember exactly now. You know, you can't really remember a dream, mm-hmm. but somebody had mailed me, or he had mailed me something of him. It had him talking in it. I don't remember what it was. Okay. And uh, and I had gotten it, and then, like, he died, like, in between it getting to me. And so, like, I was listening to it, and it was like he was, like, talking to me from beyond the grave. It was weird. really weird. I don't remember what he said, but it was strange. It was enough that I remember, like I still, I remember the dream happening, but I don't remember what he said. I wish I could tell you. 
It was probably something like, whoa, you know? Probably like really philosophical. Yeah. Or it was probably just some shit about his bike. Just probably some shit about his bike. Because I can remember, <laughs> I remember the his bike being in it somehow. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's probably just he's probably bullshitting about some new saddlebags or something he got for the. Because <laughs> yeah, I have weird, I have weird dreams, and I learned a long time ago not to tell people. Because like I'll, I'll, I told I don't remember who I told. I told somebody I was like, "Dude, you were my dream last night." I told them the dream, and they got all weird about it. Like, why are you dreaming about me? And that's, you know, it's weird. And so I quit telling people. Uh, but this morning, I almost I got up and I was like getting my getting ready to take a shower, and I almost hit him up to yeah. be like, "Dude, you." <laughs> You're my dream last night, but I don't want to be weird, so I didn't do it. I don't know. People, I, I've met people like that. I'm just like, yeah, I can't control, you don't control your dreams. Like, I, yeah. I didn't choose to, for you to be. Yeah, trust me. I'm not laying in bed <laughs> thinking about you. No. That's not what's, I mean, technically I am, but. Subconsciously. Yeah. Did I say that the other, the other day know. when the guy was talking about, he dreamed that he was a butterfly? Uh-uh. And he's like, and now I, I can't, I can't tell if I was a human dreaming I was a butterfly or, or from a butterfly, I'm a butterfly dreaming, dreaming I'm a human. human. <laughs> Uh, that makes you pause and think for a second. Yeah, it's odd. All right. Yeah, the um, <clears throat> I want to talk about that turkey hunt. Yeah, how'd it go? I went. Um, so I got there, and I got a little heads up of where they are. Mm-hmm. So I went back there and sat. I didn't expect to see anything because it was the evening time. You know, it's pretty late. But um, I'm sitting there, and I hear, like, a hen. So I'm, I'm talking to this hen a little bit just to show Andy. Like, it's funny because they'll mm-hmm. respond, you know. Yeah. But she pretty quickly was like, the fuck is that? And just went the other way, just left. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting there, and I hear, like, or I see, like, the neck, whoosh, you know, the neck move. And mm-hmm. I look over, and this turkey, I think if I put my arm straight in front of me, I'm five foot nine. I think if I put my arm straight out, like, not the right one, because that's <laughs> Hitler. Mm-hmm. But, but the left one, I think that I could have pat this turkey on the head. Yeah. That's how big I, That's how big that turkey was. While you were standing? Or while you're sitting. While I'm standing. Wow. Yeah. Massive turkey. Yeah. When they stand up straight to kind of look over stuff, they get they get really really tall. He was tall. Yeah. And he had a nice long beard on him. But I didn't have my rangefinder, but um I think he was too far. Yeah. But I told Andy, I was like, you know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it. And so I pulled the shotgun up and I'm looking at it, looking at the bead or whatever, but the, it was like he was in between two trees, so I was worried I was like, we're just gonna screw up the I was like, you know what? Yeah. This is not an ethical shot. Yeah, I'm not gonna do it. Good. Because uh you know how I am about that anyway. Yeah. But um, so I was like, you know, Mother Nature will reward me tomorrow. Yeah. So we went, when we when we drove in, we drove past that food plot, and there was four toms that ran across the road as we mm-hmm. were coming in. And as soon as I sat down in the back of the swamp, mm-hmm. I told Andy, I was like, damn it, we just left Turkey to find Turkey. I should have yeah. stopped right there and gotten out and tried to call him back in, but. You know, I'm an idiot. So uh, we sat in there all day. Didn't hear shit until 4 o'clock. Yeah. And then I uh, heard some gobbles in the woods between that food plot and that other stand, the tower stand. Yeah, yeah. And so we just kind of walked over there and did some calling and got some responses, but yeah. nothing ever came out. There was a hen that walked around and clucked around for a while. Yeah. It's uh, that area. It's a good spot. There's a ton of turkeys in there. there I will the, say that. There, there. There's a lot of turkeys. The, the, the problem with, you know, it's not just ours. Any hunt club is everybody gets fired up and get out there the first week, and yeah. the place just gets hammered with pressure. So, yeah. I know um, that's what it was. It's yeah. just they they knew better than to come through the field. They've yeah. seen they're freaked out a little bit. And yeah. They're just kind of playing it, you know, playing it close to the vest, so to speak, close to yeah. the close to the beard. I'm thinking about going again this weekend, though. 
Yeah, I'd like to get out there. I, I'm, I'm going to be camping elsewhere this weekend. After this weekend, my weekends are a little more free, um, relatively speaking. Yeah, because I'd like to. I I got I got tags in the mail. Finally, I just need to. Uh, I have a new blind similar to yours. I haven't set it up yet. I, I got it like the year before, two years ago, whatever it was, and I've just never set the thing up. I need to check it out. It's weird, man, because in the pictures, it looks like it's completely see-through. Yeah. But I think because you're sitting so close to that material, it's really not. Like, it's see-through. You can see through it. Yeah. But that's like... Visibility gets worse. If the, yeah, if, you can't really see a turkey. It's great if you're super... If it's super light outside and there's a lot of light. Even then, man. Even then, it's not very good. It's like, you just can't really... Like, if you hold your phone up to it, it looks like it's completely see-through. Yeah. But actually sitting in it... I don't think you would be. I had to open the little yeah. vent thing. I think the idea is probably to have you have the windows down so you can see, see. Yeah. But then being able to somewhat see through it just gives you a little bit more situational awareness. Because I yeah. can't tell you how many times, like, I would have had a hunt gone completely different if I had known that there was a deer or a turkey in a blind spot that I couldn't see through the blind. Mm-hmm. I just needed to wait 10 more minutes before I made an adjustment or before I called again. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the other thing too is the back of this blind is, is still black material. You is can't it really? see through it. Oh, which is like I I didn't know that when I bought it. I probably would have not bought it, but it was like it's two seventy. Three sex through sexty. Three sixty three hundred sixty degrees like that would be kind of cool. It's two seventy. Is it? Yeah. Which is I mean, I don't know. It's it's still pretty good. Yeah. But I guess I guess the the black part is to give you something to right to wear black to hide in. Of, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I don't know. It was fine. Also, listener, we're going to, uh, we have decided that we're going to do, I, the best way to describe it is like a preacher. Like a preacher wants to talk about like the book of Matthew or something. And so he'll pick like Matthew chapter 7 verses 8 through 20. We're going to do something like that, yeah. but with hunting, whatever we want really, and the yep. hunting and uh, whiskey space. Here, oh. here's the th- here's the th- the thing, and I, I, I hate to cut you off. I do hate, I do it all the time. Sorry. Um, we've spent the last three years touching on tons of different topics, and there's still tons of topics we probably haven't really touched on that we can. Uh, but like, how long can you continue? Yeah. To do that, right? You can continue to do that and revisit topics that as times change. And I personally get tired of it. But yeah, it gets it yeah. gets you know how many times are we going to sit and talk about what to do before deer season? Right. Yeah. We'll mention it every year because it's relevant. But I'm not going to do we're not going to do a three part series on how to prep your food plots. There's tons of people in the industry that do a way better job of that than than we can. So why would we recreate the wheel? What we can do though. Thank you. Is what Matt's talking about. Well, so I, what, I, what, I, what I, I picked the topic of archery. And so only because this is the, this is what sparked it. So I heard, I was listening to um, a guy talk about like kind of the physics of archery or not the physics, but the science behind it and how arrows work and how bows work and all this stuff. And he was basically saying that where we are today, you would think, unlike most things, we're pretty technologically advanced in some things, but in archery, they think that we're, 10 steps behind the Clovis people. They think the Clovis people knew archery better than we do today. And I found that just that quick little sentence, I found that very interesting. So uh, we've decided that we are going to deep dive on archery. We're going to start in cave paintings in Spain and work through World War II, what happened to archery in World War II. And, I mean, the Revolutionary War, when we came to America, Greek. I mean, we're going to go really deep. Persian, Asian, you know, you, you... different types of bows and stuff because I want to know it. I think it's fascinating. 
Well, you're probably asking, like, as a listener here, and they're probably thinking to yourself, how, how is it possible that an, an, an older civilization like that could have been more advanced or have a better right. understanding of archery? And I think there's a lot of questions that you probably have in your head. Well, we have better technology. We have better this. We have Some of that is true, but we're going to dive into those and explain, yeah. you know, what we're lacking now as a result of technology. Actually. We really screwed up and and because we've been doing this research. I mean, it's going to be basically like a, a thesis paper. It's <laughs> going to be massive. But in doing this research, I, it's basically World War II is what screwed it up. Like Man- and, Manufacturing? Yeah, because everything before was done with different types of animal tissue, sinew, things like that mm-hmm. nature. And then they started making stuff out of nylon and metal. And it's like, so the limbs are now metal. The arrows are metal. They're too heavy for, you got to now have um, cams on the bow. So the single cams came out and they're like, well, let's put two cams on it so we can launch these heavy ass arrows. And the, just the flight pattern of the arrow is different. Yeah. Um, and the technology, like everyone talks about mechanical broadheads. And I mean, there are people love them. It's a debate. Mm-hmm. You know, we've done this debate before, but sure. the fact of the matter is the double bevel is, is a superior yeah. broadhead. And there's, there is a lot of really, there's an organization that we'll, we'll probably have to talk about and, and mention who's dedicated a lot of time and resources to doing legitimate field research on that exact topic. Yep. And and you can argue all you want with, you know, the bros on the internet about mechanical versus fixed blade, but the double double bevel fixed blade has been shown time and time again to be yeah. far superior in killing animals. Yep. And um, I also, I'm super interested in like the Genghis Khan horse riding stuff yeah shooting arrows from horseback you know we're going to get into some of that it's going to be pretty deep in the woods but it's it's going to be um i think it's going to be a lot of fun and i think it's going to be good information and then if if there comes a point where you know we get tired of talking about it, we can move to something else but <laughs> but just like i think the where we're going to start is uh 10,000 bc in the form of stone arrowheads found in africa that's the oldest dating that's when they were saying archery was invented. But then the Mesolithic period around 9,000 B.C. in the form of rock paintings found in Spain. So they found rock paintings in Spain, you know. And it's yeah. like, I want to, we're going to deep dive into that. Who was in Spain that long ago and what were yeah. they using arrows for? And But, yeah, some of the techniques, stalk, some of the ancient techniques like batu hunting. The technique involves using a large group of hunters to surround an area where animals are known to be, then driving the animals towards a central location where they can be easily shot with bows and arrows. Mm-hmm. It's like basically a man drive, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a ton of stuff. And then, like, one of the – another thing I found was what they called Indian-style hunting where you basically climb up a tree and you just sit in a tree and wait for something to walk under the tree. Oh, shit. So it's just like a tree stand, but instead of a tree stand, they, they're literally climbing up in a tree. Yeah. And uh, sitting on branches and leaves and stuff. Yeah. Fascinating. Got some weird twitches going on. Anyway, so, yeah, we're gonna you can look forward to that. Yeah, but it's going to be several episodes. We're both going to be doing our own research on different topics. And um, and then after that, we'll take, we'd love to hear your feedback. You know, what do you want to go into next? Yeah, what are you interested in? What what yeah. what's, uh, what topics, what things, historical events, historical people? There's, and there's fascinating people in, the, people in the outdoor world that we could do, you know, episode after episode about Daniel Boone, yeah. you know, whomever, that have, had, you know, cemented and made huge impacts in, the hunting and exploration and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, some of those people would be fun to have interesting, fascinating lives. And the best way to tell us your topic you're interested in is to go ahead and do a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening on and leave us a comment. In that comment, you can put a good topic. 
We have been bad about asking people to do that because it's annoying, but... There's really no other way to get it done. Yeah, it's got to be done. We need to start getting some uh, reviews and comments in there. It's for sure. It's a uh, it's a sign. It's necessary. Yeah, for our continued growth and our ability to continue bringing you. It's this not for podcast. us. It's for metrics. We need the metrics to go up on that side of it. Yep. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna be doing that. And then um, you want to move into the you tell them about the contest. Yeah. So we have. Uh, if you're a longtime listener, you are undoubtedly aware of Mr. Dom Gatto, who is uh, our, as a Patreon member, and also sort of our... Uh, executive producer. Executive producer of the podcast, the show. of the show, and he is a fantastic wildlife uh, photographer and outdoorsman, uh, hunter, all-around good guy, family guy, um, and we are going to be doing a contest with him. So he's done these contests previously. He has a, a page called Shutters and Shells, and he does uh, typically wildlife photo contest, and he sets it up sort of like a um, like a sports bracket, yep. right? And then you just like community voting, yeah, community voting through uh, through Instagram, and it narrows it down. And we are going to partner with him to do our own little twist on that. Correct? Yeah, we're gonna do. We're still gonna do the wildlife photography side, but we want to add in some whiskey photography because we see some awesome pictures mm-hmm. out there. Um, that you know, there's nobody nobody's done like a whiskey photography yeah. kind of photo battle, but that's what it'll be. So if you're a photographer, if you have an Instagram page and you like to put photos on there, where this will be coming out. I think he's gonna push it this week. So when this episode comes out, you should be able to see it. But it's like a two month contest. So you yeah, have time to take a picture, you have time to get all the stuff going. Two months like time this is to enter? The I don't I don't uh, know for sure. Okay. The full contest is two months. Gotcha. So I think okay. it's like you probably get several days to vote on the pictures, gotcha. and then the brackets start, and and then boils gotcha. down. But the winner of the whiskey side will get one of our cocktail smoker kits, and then I'm giving a sample of the Wild Turkey Masters Keep Unforgotten. It's 105 proof. It's a finished nice. rye base. It's very good. And you're also going to get one of our bourbon barrel buck grunt tubes. Mm. So that's a pretty good prize for just for taking a picture. Yeah, I'd say so. But, um, yeah, so it'll be fun, and it'll be good to uh, push it around. I'm looking forward to see some pictures, some whiskey. Yeah, bonus if you can incorporate outdoor and or wildlife with your – don't feed whiskey to wildlife. That's not what I'm suggesting. You can. (laughs) I I used to drink beer with a horse. (laughs) That's different. It's a true story. Yeah, um, you know, there's some antlers in that photo. You you might have a little yeah. a little leg Spice up. Spice it up. Yeah. All, all I'm saying is, you know, a picture like that's going to do better than just a picture of a bottle of whiskey or a glass on a countertop. Yeah. Yeah. Be you're creative. You're going to have to be creative. Have fun. Be creative. And you're going to have to edit it. You can't just <laughs> iPhone snap a picture and expect to win. social media is ruthless. Yeah. They will not. And if you're a Patreon member and you want to enter. Hit um, us up. We'll hit out. us up. We'll send you, <laughs> send you a link to every photo we've ever taken. You can pick one. You can pick one. Throw it in there. We don't care. <laughs> we don't care. Just, just, enter the, enter the just don't say it's ours. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we're also going to do a podcast with him to kind of talk about the rules. And the other thing he's going to do, because I asked him if he would do it, it's going to be, if you're a photographer, you're going to love this. He's going to come on and tell you step by step how to get published in a magazine, how to get your photos, how to get paid for photography. Nice. And um, I'm actually looking forward to it because, like I said, I have all these pictures. Yeah. So if there's an easy way to throw it on some website and then people use it as stock footage and they mm-hmm. just, you know, pay you a dollar to download it, yeah. 
you know, that'd be great little side income. Yep. So, yep, yep, yep. Looking forward to all that. All good as opportunities well. there. So, shout out to Dom Gatto. Go check him out if you don't already follow him. Uh, you can find him on social media or at domgattophoto.com. That's fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. You want to do this pour, this mystery? Oh, yeah, I forgot. This mystery sip? Yeah, mystery sip. Just the sip. So, for those of you new here, this is our weekly try to do it weekly segment where we, uh, it's called Just the Sip, where we take a sample that someone sends, or in this case, a full flask that was randomly found after m- months of not knowing where it was, and I have no idea what's in it. Yeah. So we're going to surprise uh, ourselves with um, whatever's in here, and on a ju- when we do Just the Sip, that's, that's what we do. We do, j- this is going to be interesting. We do Just a Sip, we give you a little feedback, and then uh, we move on with our, with our episode. Yeah, we went to a golf tournament. This was last summer, dude. Was it? Yeah, because it was hot outside. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was October, I think. So this has been sitting in a flask for months. It's probably going to be gross. Or maybe it'll be wonderful. It smells like, uh, feels like banana. It could be that blend. I don't know. Yeah, I think this is, I think this is 1915. Well, Whatever it is. That's interesting you put that in uh, in the flask. Well, I intended to drink it that day. Yeah. Not sit in a flask for six months. Somebody got really drunk that day. I don't know who. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was one of the few, it was one of the times that I was like, the next day I was like, uh, oops. Tastes fine. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is either. I don't think that's the 1915. I don't think so either. It drinks a little hotter than that, but not like in a. It's got it's very oily, not, not proof. Just like uh, maybe it was young. It's a blend of something with some young stuff in it. Yeah, I don't know. Really, I don't know. Who knows? It's not bad. I get a little bit of peanut on. It. Maybe it's some bean. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Well, that was just, just the it. Sip. yeah. That's it. That's all we do. That's it. <laughs> we sip it. If we know what it is, we'll tell you. If we like it or don't. And we move on. So what do we have? What else do we have on the uh, agenda today? Uh, gender, excuse you. Um, so, you know how sometimes when you see something and you're just like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, all the time, every day. Yeah. Literally from the time I wake up. Yeah. And you're like, this just doesn't, it just doesn't feel right, mm-hmm. real, or, I don't know, it just seems off. Yeah. So, Blue Run <laughs> came out with their new distillery. Have you seen it? No. Let me show you a picture of it. It's, um... I'll read the I'll read the uh, press release. Okay, or I'll show you the picture of it first. If you haven't seen it, Google. Even if you're driving, Google real quick. <laughs> the that's what they're building, right? All right. So I see this and I go, uh, I don't know. I'm just not sure. You know, like it just seems a little, seems a little tense. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot for a company that contracted stills. Yeah. So. Uh, but here's the press release on it. Blue Run Spirits revealed the first look at its planned whiskey distillery and headquarters of Georgetown, Kentucky, designed by international architect from Bajarki. I'm sure it's Bjark Ingalls Group. I know that Jay's silent. 35,000 square foot distillery, a 20,000 square foot rick house. will break ground in 2023 at the Lanes Run Business Park, according to a news release. The product expectedly cost $51 million. With an M. Huh. That's yeah. a lot of money. 
So I keep seeing it all over Instagram. Everybody's reposting it and like, oh, this is going to be awesome, blah, blah, blah. And I, that's what I think. I think it's April Fool's or if it's not April Fool's, I think, I think they're just full of shit. April full of shit. April full of shit. <laughs> or they Allegedly. Got, or they got uh, like a big well investors or something or someone bought them and they haven't revealed that yet. So I went down the rabbit hole in this because mm-hmm. I, it's like, I'm not saying they're not going to build it. It just, to me, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. It just doesn't seem feasible. I mean, you got to remember these guys, they, they've, they contract distill, So they're going to build a new distillery. But anyway, so here's what I found. Truist Financial. They've done a multi-year agreement with Truist Financial, which is a finance company, and they use the growth and acquisition of barrels from third parties, asset-based barrel okay. financing programs, so they can purchase on the open market or contract to sell barrels. But they're independently appraised. So basically, they can use the independent appra- – they can buy a barrel. We'll just make up numbers here for $10. It gets older. It's now mm-hmm. worth $100. Right. So that's $90 of appraisal increase. And they are using that instead of capital. That's what this agreement with Truist Financial is. So if they buy 5,000 barrels, essentially every month that goes by, those 5,000 barrels are worth more, and they can use that money. They can cash it out. Right. This is similar. This is this is this is a similar idea to the gentleman we talked that's, about who's who's investing in and want to invest why in barrels. I'm like, hmm. So Mike Montgomery, the CEO of Blue Run, he said this allows them to grow at a rate and pace to match our exponential annual growth projections. I was getting ready to say, this is all projections, and this kind yeah. of thing is exactly what caused the housing market right. or similar to, to, to screw up in 2018 whenever um, homes and mortgages were given at certain certain mm-hmm. rates. They were, they were given at you know uh, adjustable rates. Yeah, for projected and then, value. Yeah, and then it tanked, right? right. So like what happens if... The bourbon market tanks, which yeah. it is doing right now. Well, I mean, it's in the process of doing, and unless they're seeing numbers, I would love to see the numbers they're using for their projections because you and I both know you can lie with statistics pretty hardcore, but get get out and shop and look for, you know, seeing the trends, seeing the changes in allocation availability, seeing issues with the availability of barrels and the availability of bottles and supply chain stuff. I don't. You, you can't look me in the face with a straight face and tell me that that stuff does not have an impact on the value of yeah of, of a market or, yeah. or, how, or or an impact on the market. Period. It just seems it just seems like it it can't be that way. That well, seems risky. They they started in tw- October of 2020 and they've come out with 12 bourbon and rye releases, mm-hmm. all contract distilled. Uh, their newest one, the I think the newest is the Emerald Rye, which was Castle and Key did for them. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like basically what they're doing is buying barrels from either open market, as it said on there, mm-hmm. or contract distilled. They're just buying barrels and leaving them in these places. And every month that goes by, their value essentially goes up. And then they're using that appraised value to to basically borrow against it. It's all monopoly money. But it, it uh, yeah, that's why it doesn't make a lot of sense because I looked up that they had a – it was a $10 million valuation of the company this year, $10 million, and they're building a $51 million distillery. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that 
Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. There's something going on. They're, pl- it's like, they're playing with. They're not playing with any of their own money. If this, if this, right. if this fails, yeah, and it and it just shits the bed. Truest Financial is going to be screwed. <laughs> they're going to have to shut down. They're going to have to sell things. They're going to have yeah. to liquidate, and they're going to close down. But nobody involved in that company right now that's making money is going to lose anything other than their current yeah. the current income they have from that. So they have nothing to to lose. It seems. It's just odd to me that they were able to. It's just it just doesn't make sense. You know, it's too big. I think it's too big, too fast. But it. Yeah, I mean, I, I could be missing something here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes, you, you, you know, the whole idea of something that seems too good to be true, it probably is. It, it just, just seems... As soon as I saw the picture, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. That's a... that Because it's not just a building to put a still in it. Here's, here's the thing. And a if, brick house. If you showed me that picture and said, guess who's building this? Yeah. I'm thinking, oh, fuck, that's Heaven Hill. That's FIFA. Well, yeah. Well, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you for someone who doesn't sports, that was a pretty good sports reference because yeah, that does good, look right? like a lot of like uh, it looks like a fancy soccer, soccer stadium. tennis yeah. stadium somewhere mm-hmm. in Europe. But uh, yeah, it just doesn't fit. It just doesn't fit a small, small ish. They are for someone that distilling. doesn't contract distilling. They, they don't yeah. even make their own shit. So, so that's my question. Like, are they? Is there gonna? Uh, is that a distillery? Are they gonna yes. redistill things? And it, it's and, said and to whatnot? be opened in twenty twenty five. So in twenty twenty five, they will start distilling. Okay, so they're looking to stuff. start just doing their own yeah. stuff. And then, but the Rick House, I don't, I don't know, man. It's twenty thousand foot square. I would love to find. I, just I would love to lot. find whatever whatever business plan they gave to that financial institution to get this under, to get, to get this going. Because I would like to. Uh, copy it on a smaller scale. <laughs> what, yeah, right. But here's the thing. It's like they sell, so that Butterfly series that came out, yeah. there was a ton of people that got offered to be, you know, uh, we're only going to do 500 of these or whatever it mm-hmm. was, or 500 barrels, I think. I don't remember. But if you bought in on it, you could custom make the Butterfly to be whatever color you wanted. And a lot of people like were like, oh, yeah, you know, and jumped in it. Yeah. But I don't think they realized that the bottles are $250 a piece cost. <laughs> cost. So if you were to buy a barrel, like like we'll say there's we'll say there's 150 bottles in there. That's pretty that's a pretty $37,000 for a barrel of whiskey. I mean, it's I just don't see them selling. There's no way. How many people do you know that would pay $250 for a bottle of whiskey that had a whiskey and white tails butterfly on it or uh praise Jesus butterfly on it? Let's go that way. There's a lot of religious people in the world that drank. How many would buy a Praise Jesus bottle or a Trump a Trump butterfly bottle might sell? That might. But outside of that, I mean, there's not really that well, many. Here's th- well, here's the thing. You and I discussed at length uh, on, a, on another podcast the impact that um, price gouging and secondary has caused with people purchasing yeah. whiskey, right? Like in a lot of places you and I are seeing at least us maybe it's just us but we're seeing like that desire that drive to go hunt and find those 
$200, bottles that are hard to find is not today like it was three years ago. No, it's dying. There's I see stuff on the shelf all the time. Right, and and, and we talked about how the allure of tequila is picking up because yeah. similar to whiskey, there's all kinds of variations, yep. all kinds of ways it's made, aged, it tastes very, you know, you can explore that spirit the same way you can bourbon. And so, and, and tequila outsold bourbon last, this first quarter or last quarter. Last quarter. Yeah. I'll tell you this, if you want to start a social media page, like an influencer page, that's just like a spirit, go start a tequila page right now. Blowing up. Go start it right now. There's not that many of them. Yeah. I mean, there are, but it's none that are taking it serious, doing things like, I'm too, you know, I, that, I'm, that one dude, Ryan, I'm not doing it, but oh, like, no. I don't if, like tequila if, enough. To do I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> if you like tequila, go start a tequila influencer page because I, I just have a feeling yeah, it's, I mean, it, it, so, so that just makes I got me, a feeling. so, so to answer your question, uh, you know, who's willing to go spend. Yeah. She said 250, 250 per bottle. That's cost. Cost. So, I so mean, say bourbon thieves were to pick it up, which I don't think they're going to, but let's say they did and they sold it to their guys at, you know, 350, 300, say they did 300 shipped. It's going to cost them $18 to ship it. They're yeah. going to make 20 some dollars. Maybe, yeah. You know, to keep the lights on, pay for the website, all that stuff. I mean, they got to make something. Yeah, yeah. I just don't. I just I don't just, see it happening. I, I, you and I have this discussion all the time. I, there are very few bottles that I'm willing to pay that much money for. I don't know anyone that I would be like, oh, three hundred dollar Blue Run bottle from this brand. I want it. Yeah, it, it doesn't exist. I mean, it's fascinating. Other I'm really types of whiskey, to, yes, but Blue Run, no, it's contracted. I'm, I'm, I'm super interested to see w- what's going to happen with this and how successful. It's, successful it's going to be um i have my doubts as i'm sure you do with that being said blue run if you're listening when it's when it's finished i would love a tour <laughs> <laughs> i'm definitely not talking shit about blue run i'm just saying that that if you, no, look, no, no, at, we're not, if you look at a picture of that distillery it's just it does not make sense it's wild it doesn't compete. where's that being built I didn't georgetown kentucky georgetown kentucky yeah man that is weird it just doesn't make sense it's it's, it's 51 million dollars for, you know, it'd be like Doc Swenson being like, hey, we're going to build a $51 million. I mean, you see their stuff everywhere. There's there's way more bottles of Doc Swenson for sale than Blue Note. I don't know. Just my thought. But the valuation is is based on... $10 million valuation. But but their, their future valuation, the projected... Oh, man. The money, the loan for the for the construction is being... It's a multi-year agreement. It's an it, But it's being based on the projected, projected value, value of... Oh man, it's just so. It seems scary. You know, it could just be a bunch of rich guys who are like, "Hey, this is a great way to write off a huge uh, yeah, chunk this, of money." I mean, this is like they're getting. I think it was one hundred and fifty thousand. They're getting back from the city or something like that, yeah. and and grants. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, one hundred fifty thousand. People like you know, people like us. We like we refinance vehicles and and, and mortgages yeah. to to save money and and and, yeah. and take money out and do certain things. Maybe this is just like. Wealthy people shit. Like it could be. It could just be wealthy people shit. That I and just, that's why they're so out of touch. They're so rich that they're that out of touch with how much a bottle of whiskey should cost. <laughs> like two fifty, that's cheap. Yeah. I pay a thousand dollars a bottle for my peppy. Oh Jesus. Maybe that yeah, that makes more sense actually. That's probably what it is. Yeah. I don't know. I just found it interesting. I keep seeing pictures of it floating around Instagram and No, that is that is very fascinating. I uh, wanted to, I wanted to talk it out with somebody, you know. At least bounce some ideas. I'd love if, if you're listening to this and you have some kind of insight into how this is, how that's going to actually work well, I would love to, we would love to hear from you. Yeah. Please let us know. Cause that was literally 10 minutes. Literally. That was 10 minutes of, uh, 
of let me look this up because I I'm not gonna spend a ton of time on it. But the, what I was thinking, I wanted to I wanted to at least say this. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, it's all allegedly. Yeah, covered. Yeah, and could be it could just be on April first. They're like, by the way, <laughs> gotcha. Just, just kidding. We had a we had an April Fool's idea. Do you remember what it was? No, but that's a good one because think about how many people reposted. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, what's today? Today is the 29th. What does it, does this episode come out before April first, or comes out on April first? Doesn't it? Is April first Monday? No, April. No, oh, it's Saturday. Third. Yeah. Well, we're gonna sound like we're behind the gate on it, but we didn't know. Yeah, we didn't know. We're recording this beforehand. How are we supposed to know? We're we're speculating that it could be. Yeah, I hope it is. It's then, alleged, it, it could allegedly be our post for Monday. It could allege, allegedly be allegedly be April Fool's. Yeah, I hope it is, and we we can say we called it. Let's do an April Fool's right now. Let's just make something up. We're going to tell for Whiskey and White Tales. Uh, we just, hey, big news. Hit the bam, bam, bam. Big news. Whiskey and White Tales just closed a multi-year agreement to ship 5,000 barrels of whiskey a month to the disenfranchised children uh, that are starving in Africa. We just did it. Yeah. April Fool's. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Thanks. Yeah. I had no idea how to follow up on that. Something about them. Have you seen the, the kid that was laughing? Yeah. No crying, and then he started laughing. You could probably cut that out. Yeah, I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the kid that was laughing uh, when they were like cry or whatever, and he's like crying, and then he just starts busting out yeah, laughing. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. Seen it, yeah. And they're like, oh, people will find this funny. It's like, no, we find it scammy. <laughs> Very yeah. scammy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- the, the meme was like when you're, uh, oh, man, what's the name of the, when you're auditioning for a whatever commercial, but cameraman cracks a joke or somebody yeah. farts or whatever. Like I've seen a couple of different memes yeah, and yeah. he just starts laughing. You know what I do like? What is that show from where the guys are, it's like the, it's like me. Like the one I that was really funny was the it was like me or my friends when they come to visit me in Charleston and then me you know after we eat and drink three days in a row to excess and then me knowing that I've I've lived here forever in my Charleston and it's like the guy laughing they're in a car together oh yeah that's from um, that's from a movie with uh, I don't know the name of the movie it's got it's from a movie Nicholas Cage yeah and Nicolas that, Cage, that guy yeah. that's gotten real popular since he's on the Mandalorian yeah he's played in a couple things is that a new movie. Yeah, it came out last year, I think. Oh, okay. It's one of those, you know, Nick Cage has been doing these, like, he's Your a big shit. actor, but he's doing these, like, weird movies that kind of fall in between, the, like, in between a B movie and a, a highly produced, I don't know, it's weird. Just, yeah. Like, he's got, there's one coming out now where he plays Dracula or some shit, and it's also very weird. I don't know. Hmm. He's just making money when he can. <clears throat> Probably rich enough that he just does stuff he wants to do at this point. That would be fun. Yeah, I'd love to make a shitty movie because it sounds like fun. Don't care about it the does. money. Yeah. Know? It's like the Righteous Jimson and stuff. Like, yeah. Like everything Daniel McBride touches is just silly. It's goofy. Yeah, I like it. And there's nothing serious about it. But yeah. that's, I mean, people need a break from shit and it's it's enjoyable. Well, it's like, oh, it's, I wish they could make movies like, you know, movies like Billy Madison and, and things like that. What do we watch uh, at the Hunt Club? There's like three DVDs in there. Um, Gold, Gold Member. Oh, yeah. Like what a silly movie. 
But it's great. It's hilarious. Super I love funny. It. I laugh the whole time. Well, it's it's society's changed so much. You can't make half of those jokes anymore on movies. If you go to stand up, so you can stupid. still catch some some good stuff. Stand up is booming right now. But like Hollywood won't touch anything like that from I mean, a like a local perspective. Comedy page. Yeah, that's been small forever. I just liked it. Just to I don't ever post on there, obviously, mm-hmm. but uh, it's blowing up. There's yeah. like so many comedians here now. Yeah, that, I mean, I don't know they're comedians. But Everybody's trying it. Open micers. Yeah, yeah. I think is the. We should do it. We should go do an open mic. I need to get drunk. I don't know that I don't have any obviously set material, but I think that I could like for like ten minutes just get up there and riff on. Yeah. On the audience, just talk shit and go back crowd and forth. Work. Yeah, crowd. I think it could be fun. I mean, there's some comedians that make, like, that's what they do half the week. Like, they have some material they do, but yeah. they just go to clubs and, and work shit out, work shit out in between in between other people's sets and just get up there and talk shit. I've been told cl- cl- uh, cloud work is like a gimme. Like, you can just go up there, and if you're quick and witty, yeah, you can just go up there and fuck up people, and everybody would be like, that guy's hilarious. Not really. I'm just an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what it would be for me. Like, I'd... I probably go too far. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be like. Then I'd end up clipped somewhere and yeah. I'll go viral as an asshole. <laughs> probably that's exactly what happened. You know that's what happened. Yeah, but I th- there was a meme that sort of put all that into perspective the other day. It was uh, I think I sent it to you, but there's a scene in one of the Avengers movies where they're all sitting around the table watching a screen. Yeah, and in the real movie, there's something has happened, and uh, oh, like Tony Stark. Tony Stark is he's not really in trouble. He's just like. It's stuff that he told everybody already yeah. or something. And and so they sat down to watch it, and they're all looking back at him like, oh, shit, you were right. But yeah. the looks are kind of incredulous. But instead of the original video, they're watching a scene from uh, Tropic Thunder where oh, he's yeah, in yeah, blackface. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all looking back at him like like in disgust. Yeah. And he just keeps putting his head down like I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just that's like a microcosm of the entire of like all of Hollywood right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, If you did something 10 years ago that was funny and everybody loved, loved it, if it doesn't fall in line now, you're you're going to get canceled and, and hung out to drive for it. I don't think he they can cancel him for that because so many people are like, come on. There's been even you know other actors and and people come out and support what he did in that movie that it was funny and that it yeah. was it was but you know you can't make everybody happy. Oh, definitely not. A lot of edits in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> we should leave that. <laughs> in. Change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> Do this all day. Yeah, we're up to like uh, 19 edits now. I think. Yeah, you you haven't heard half of the stuff in here. Like, yeah, oh. the problem is uh, we're so used to talking to each other. That is a, that is a problem. We have we have different conversations in person. Yeah, um, that's not to say that we have. You know what? You can't even talk about that. We're just gonna. Did you can't talk about anything? I, I just don't want to. Everything sounds bad. It all sounds bad and taken out of context. Okay, back to in context. So, Jesus. Um, well, we don't remember what we were talking about because we just went on a. A little bit of a tan. Well, we were talking tangent on each with each other, and then we we're, we're going to cut it all out. But uh, we we well, we did cut it all out. So you're just sitting sitting here listening to us ramble because we don't remember what we were talking about before. Well, we we had talked about the uh, the Blue Run Distillery, and yeah. then we had gotten into some some other stuff related. So bringing it back, we uh, <laughs> I had something here, and I forgot what. I still have Dublin written on this piece of paper in here. Trip. We're gonna take it. We're gonna plan a trip to Dublin. Yeah, that's what that was for. We're talking about bow rests. You, you mentioned that. Oh yeah, bow rests. Uh, we, I got. I don't know how many we have. A couple drinky drinks in me last night, and Dad, Dad is drunk again. <laughs> Except for uh, 
when I get to drinking, I don't get angry. I get all like givey away. And so I came into Patreon and was like, who wants this? Who wants that? So we're, uh, I found bow rests in our, um, in my garage that I forgot about, even though I've had a bow sitting on one for uh, two years now. <laughs> so anyway, I gave two away in Patreon last night and then we're going to put them up. So if you want a bourbon barrel bow rest to hang your compound bow on, they're in the store. I don't know how much they're going to be yet. What do you think? Oh, man. Um, 60 bucks. Sure. 80 bucks. A hundred. Doll hairs. And $90. 60 quid. That's what we'll do. 60 quid. 60 quid, love. Whatever whatever that equals, <laughs> that's how much they We're are. We're going to change our shop to be in euros or pounds. Yeah. Pounds. pounds. 60 pounds sterling. That's how much they're going to cost. 60 quid. I haven't heard someone use that term in a long time. You mean to tell you why? I've been watching the best show ever made. Okay. It, you know who Jeremy Clarkson is? Yeah, yeah I know. of who From yeah. Top Gear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he pretty much quit doing all the car stuff. He was, right. He's retired. Yeah. He bought like a 100,000 hectare acre farm in England, and he's like, I'm going to be a farmer. So he went and bought all the implements, the tractor. I mean, not knowing anything. Like his first episode, he's like, I'm going to tell you right up front, I have no idea what I'm doing. We're just going to do it. <laughs> and so he started, it's, it is unbelievably funny. He has, like, this local kid that's, like, 22 years old. Yeah. And the kid is, like, straight country farmer of England, which is weird, right? Because you're, like, yeah. You know, you know what a country American looks like or sounds like. Sure, yeah, and then yeah. this dude's, like, a, he sounds like a, you know, tea biscuits or whatever. <laughs> but he's, like, redneck as fuck. And it's hilarious because he doesn't know anything about the outside of the world. He doesn't leave this small town he lives in, like nothing. And yeah. so he, Jeremy's talking to him, and they get up on this knoll, and they're looking over, and he's like, this reminds me of Oklahoma. And the kid's like, Oklahoma? And he's like, it's in America. And he's like, <laughs> uh, and just walks away. <laughs> like, does not care. But there's another part where he's building this uh, pond thing, yeah. and he floods it. With, like, he dams up a river and floods it. And, okay. and Jeremy Clarkson's standing there with him, and he, like, puts his hands up, and he's like, I'm like Moses. <laughs> And, and the kid goes, Moses? He's like, Moses, from the Bible. He's like, you don't know Moses from the Bible? And so he starts telling a story about the Israelites running, and they get to the sea, and they have to part the Red Sea, yeah. and they walk across on dry land. And the kid looks at him and goes, that story's bullshit, and turns around <laughs> and walks away. It's hilarious. That's fantastic. It's so good. So I he love- bought a tractor. What kind of tractor do you think he bought? Jeremy Clarkson. He was a car guy. Ferrari, Lamborghini, the Lamborghini. Tractor. He bought a Lamborghini tractor, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's massive. And everybody's like, "It's too big. You don't need this thing." But it's all in Italian, so he can't understand it. So <laughs> he's he's just troubleshooting. It's, it's hilarious. But the town hates him, so he builds like the store. Yeah, a lot of spoilers here, but yeah, builds a store or whatever. And the town is just like always trying to get it closed down. And and it's it's such a good. Show. It's hilarious. I wish more people could experience that. I wish more Americans could experience what he did in terms of Oklahoma. The, uh, yeah. Like if I wish more Americans need to understand that the world does not revolve around us. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, for like, sure. And all it takes is for you to travel outside of the country just mm-hmm. one time and you get it real quick. Yep. But I, more Americans would be uh, a little better off with it, with, with that reality check in their life. When I was in Afghanistan, they used to always, we, we, would, we would talk to people and they, they all want to come to America, mm-hmm. but to them, America is New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Right. There's nothing else. That's it. And that's because that's what they see and 
you know, yeah, so it's, in media, they, and that's what the well, I don't know. They're allowed to watch movies, but they all know New York. So you talking to them, and they're like, "Oh yes, America, I come to New York soon." I'm like, yeah, that's it, you, there's a lot more. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of cool places. I heard it's a great city. Look, I've been to New York once, and New York City was was fun. You've been there before several times, I think, right? Yeah, my mom used to live there. Yeah, that's not a reason, but you used to used to go to ball games when I was a kid or something, didn't you? I don't know what I did. Oh, okay. Well, regardless. Are there ball games in New York? Yeah, there's a few baseball teams up there. Who? Yankees. Oh, Mets. shit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I have been to several Yankees Jesus, games. man. <laughs> you missed the giant NY on the hat. Yeah. Oh, shit, dude. I used to wear a New York Yankees medallion around my neck. I know you I, did. Dude, I forgot all about that. I used to be so mm. jealous that you got to do that. Yeah, yeah, like super. It's, it's funny now as we're not that we're older and we've we've discussed like family life and how yeah. things we grow up and things that you like envied about like me. And you work at Circuit City. Do you know how that? You know how much that I used to be like. God, he's got his shit together. Really? Yeah, dude. I didn't know what the fuck <laughs> I was doing. I was, like, I was so it's like Gus is like an adult. He works at Circuit City. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to community college and working at Circuit City, dude. I was just doing my best to keep gas in my fucking truck and be able to afford next semester's textbooks. And I was in and out of handcuffs the whole time. <laughs> I used to travel and see your house up there in Newport News and like the big ass house is beautiful and like... My parents' house. I, I know, but it was like my parents' house was, you know, my dad was a a, a young you know senior NCO just trying to, you know, E5, E4 salary at the time. Yeah, but that house was the only like not terrible street in that neighborhood so like that's the house true was not expensive it was just uh yeah that's it was true just a nicer house i do remember like a bad neighborhood if you left and went out to any other street like yeah you could get robbed or shot pretty, oh, yeah. pretty quickly I, I get jumped i used to get jumped walking home from school <laughs> yes. well that's fun the only reason why is because that street at the end of that street yeah. there's access to the james river right but see i didn't know any of that dude yeah. like all i knew was i come up to hang out and visit and you always had a nice whip nice car I was anal about cars. You, you, and, and I know you picked that up from your dad. Yeah. You know, um, I worked your, my ass your, off your parents, your, your parents had nice vehicles, had the nice house. You were going to New York city to go to baseball games. Like I was <laughs> you like, make Fuck it sound man. like I was rich, but, 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 but you have to understand like from a f- yeah. 14, 15, 16 year old perspective, that's, that's how it looked to me. Yeah. I didn't know. I mean, now, now we're older and we talk about how things were. And it's like, you realize there's, uh, and I just, as adults now, you, you understand that. Things are never, yeah. never, you They're know, not what they seem. What they seem exactly, um, or, or at least not as cut and dry, black and white. But uh, yeah, it's funny. I can't believe you forgot. How you well, the, the funny thing is, like that house was like I think three years of my life. Like before, I mean, we lived in apartments for years. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, my parents always tried to make sure that you know we weren't like they came from the land of trailers, and so they wanted to make sure that we didn't live like Same. that. Same. Um, so improving, improving by generations. That's that's all I guess all you can do. Yeah, you hope that your kids are doing a little better than you did, and so on and so forth. As they say, as long as the we're all still around. Cool. Well, I uh, it's been a long day, and I'm ready to get home. Yeah. So I think sure. we're gonna call it. I gotta get Jersey mics now. Yeah. All right, man. Been a good chat. Thanks for listening, folks. Make sure you check out the uh, the website. Use code podcast to get 20% off all of our products. Keep your ear out and your eyes out for our, uh, our contest with Dom Gatto. Contest with Dom Gatto that we talked about earlier. And uh, some other fun stuff we have in the works. We'll keep you, we'll keep you posted. Yes. Till next week. Bye. Yep, bye.